So in this uh, practice of Dhamma, one of the uh, key features of it is what we bring forth. You see, so when you have a, a, a cultivation that's not about believing in something, yeah, or becoming something, or having something, or getting somewhere, you know, there is a direction. The direction is not about something you reach out for to get or have or be, it's about bringing forth from yourself. It's not even about learning a lot, it's not about absorbing a lot of ideas even. You take what you need and during this time I'll probably you know, pass a lot of ideas past your through your ears. And you pick one or two that you like or seem relevant for you. It's not a university. It's just to listen and find out which pieces strike you. That's for you. And so it's really not an academy. You listen in. And what? Any of these suggestions encourage you to bring forth. And though you may think, well, what am I supposed to bring forth? <laughs> bring forth, as the Buddha said, the doors to deathless are open for those who bring forth their faith. In bringing forth your faith, which is a sense of openness, interest, something here. They can open up to so bring forth your belief, something I can hold and grab from somewhere else. Bring forth your confidence, your faith in what? In presence, in awakening, in here and now. Yeah. And since I'm asking the mind to stop being like a squirrel and putting things in, instead being very generous, bringing forth, bring forth attention, bring forth some energy, bring forth some goodwill. It's a, it's very much this quality of, uh, of heedfulness. What is heedfulness? It means attention. Attention to what? Attention to attention. Pay attention to attention. Hmm? <laughs> Notice what passes through your attention. Just stay attentive. Don't hold on to what passes through you. <coughs> Keep that frame of reference. You're being attentive to attention. You're noticing you to notice. You're listening to the ability to listen. Yeah. You're watching the ability to see. Not the objects, but the sense of you know, awareness of visual, tactile, auditory, cognitive phenomena. Attentive to the fact that you can attend to them rather than reject them 
grab them, worry about them, bury them, criticize, blame them. Stop. Just give attention. You can be attentive. And further, this attention is something, it's not just a matter of the ears, it's a matter of the heart. And the heart is very much supported through the body. And we'll talk about that. But you can't really have an attentive heart if you're slumped over. Because your body energy, it's straight, bright and open, has this quality of opening the mind, opening the heart. It does it. Because they're very much interconnected. Heart, awareness, chitta, and body are very connected to each other. And we'll talk about that later, more of that. So when you're paying attention with your body, how would that be? And your spine straightens. It's like someone like a hunter in the forest. Aware that he could be chopped off by a tiger or a bear. Aware also he's looking for something for himself. So it's both aware of what's around, can't see it. His body, his or her body, is listening through the skin, through the feet, but really through the spine, because that's holding everything up. If your spine bends over, it means everything, your energy compresses. That's how you sleep, isn't it? Turn, Turn over. When you read a book, you turn over go into reading something. You're not looking at anything, you're paying attention through the body. So, for those of you who are fairly new to this, I remind you, encourage you, it takes a little while certainly, to establish this quality of an upright body. You know, first thing you need a very good basis. So if you're sitting on a chair, get both your feet flat on the floor. You need a strong basis. Sitting on the chair, feel your legs, your backside sitting on the chair or sitting on the cushion. And so you're not knees aren't up in the air. Try and get them down. Often you place a little cushion under your rump to lift you up. If that helps you get your legs down. Okay. And you know, if you can sit like that. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, then have to change. Well, that's what you do. But try to get away where you can feel your body's getting a very maximum foundation without straining. Occupy that. Let your muscles, your legs relax into that. And bring your spine up through focusing in the back of your, of your body, the very lowest part of your spine, and the hips and the pelvic region. So you have an area there called the sacrum, which is like a triangular or a diamond-shaped plate in your back, right down the back of your 
You look at that slightly as if someone's pushing it slightly, pushed in. And the lumbar vertebra come up to the top of the pelvis. Just tuck your lumbar region in. You might have to do that first of all, exaggerating a little bit. You push that in. So if you push down through your tail, push down through your tail, get the sense to utilize. Push down through your tail, you get a hinging effect. Push down through your tail, it pushes your body up. Push down through your tail. Don't lift yourself with your shoulders. Push down through the tail, let your body rock upwards, draw the lumbar region in. When you feel what happens here in front of your body, the abdominal region lengthens. It's like that. It lengthens, it opens up. This is really important because this is where your breathing comes from. Yeah. It doesn't come from your lungs, it comes from your belly. This is the thing that pumps breath in and out. Yeah. Down here. Lungs just act as something that receives the air. They're not muscles. Lungs are just big bags of mucus and tissues. They don't do any pumping. It happens down here. So you want to have that so there's no pressure on it. So that part of your body, that abdominal region is open and it can do its work. And it's like that, then you can let your breath descend into that when you breathe out and wait until eventually the body starts to pull breath in. It happens down low in your belly. Okay? So for that, we want to have, so the ribs, all this weighty stuff up here, the bones, the ribs, aren't resting on your belly. If they're resting on your belly, you can't, breathing's going to be blocked, isn't it? So you want to get this, all this heavy stuff, to rest on your spine, so that weight of this upper thing is carried down into the floor by your spine. Right? So instead of being like that, where it's carried into your, all these soft tissues, you push that, so the weight of the upper body, ribs, chest, head, is now resting on this strong series of bones running down your back. And that carries the weight down into the ground. So this means then, in fact, you're letting the earth carry you. Yeah. So just using these, this angle, drawing your spine in, uh, using the muscles to draw your body in, it means actually when you get used to it, you're very relaxed. Because your breathing starts to become strong and actually what happens is that the rhythm of breathing starts to carry you. The breath itself, and the, what it does to your body, that holds you up. Yeah. Just keep that spinal position so the breath can do its work. And you notice like that, you feel that when your body, when you breathe in, your belly, your belly swells. It swells forward, it even swells back slightly, and it swells down and up. So it's a, it's a sphere, like a ball. So just even imagine that, like a ball there that's expanding. Yeah? And the rest of your, all the ribs and everything above that is resting on that ball.
So make make no effort to breathe in. Make no effort at all to breathe in. If you don't even make an effort to breathe out, but with breathing out, just deliberately remember or bring your mind to bear upon breathing out. Like make sure that you breathe out fully. And just is there anything more you can let breathe out with? Is it really completed? So there's nothing left, and then just stop, wait. It's surprising you could find that you wait five, ten seconds before the breath comes in again. So you don't do breathing, you let it happen, it pulls in, and you feel your this abdominal region swell like a ball, and that will carry your upper body. And so this is a quite a change because often in daily life we hold ourselves with our shoulders and our head. So we're up here. Everything happens above the belly. And this is for in terms of the body, this is this is strange because the centre of your body is, is here. And in this place it's the body will hold you, you don't have to keep carrying it, you just relax onto that breath and it begins to hold you, you can feel it rising, and swelling and it comes in your belly and it begins to swell in your chest, and again the swelling in the chest is, is spherical, that is if you contemplate it, the chest slightly widens, it also lifts up as you breathe in, and it widens slightly. You feel the, the muscles, the flesh pushes against the ribs. So it's a spherical breath. So these two balls, one here, as that empties, it pushes and expands this ball here. Okay. So you're coming up your back from the lower back to the area where your ribs are coming up your back and try to again correct a tendency that our life can, uh, brings which is the hunch when you drive when you read when you cook when you work it's with your hands you hunch over to see what you're doing hunch over type you hunch over your screen, you hunch over, hunch over. So eventually, you like this, hunched over. This is really bad. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable and very bad for you. So, because that becomes something that we don't even, not even conscious of, bring your awareness up your spine to the place between your shoulder blades. Just imagine you're gently pulling that in. So if you want to poke here to reach your breastbone, so it's slightly poked in. You might have to do it more exaggerated and then relax a little bit. This means what happens with that is that your shoulders drop. Push the back in, shoulders drop and the chest opens. And this will also help to bring the head up. 
Again, if that's hunched over, if your shoulders in your from your middle of your back upwards hunches over, what happens? You hunch over your head hunches forward, your neck hunches forward. You start thinking. And as you think, you go into this swirly fog with all sorts of pictures and thoughts in it. Swirly fog thoughts and pictures in it and ideas plans a swirly fog <laughs> it's kind of soft and, and then I <laughs> look at the Buddha does he sit like that <laughs> it is very it can be very captivating it's full of all these thoughts mm-hmm. you push it back in it by itself it opens it causes the shoulders to come back and drop brings the head up now again now when we're meditating we're not looking at any screens we're not hunched over we're not looking down there no. we look anywhere we look straight ahead and keep the eyes wide focus wide and you can practice like that you can practice like that you know, in some schools as Zen they never close their eyes apart from they go to sleep sit like that and you don't have to be distracted you can sit like that just keep this range of visual field you just see the edges of my hands and in the middle of that all becomes one thing just the band of shapes and colours uh, so can be unified and the mind is not going into the details or shifting around then the eye, if the eyes are held like that you will definitely feel calm it's that, it's just holding that determination and it also checks and sometimes we need to do that because you can not realise your eyes are closed you're falling over if you're a beginner it's good to keep it to practice keeping your eyes open keep that awareness that wide and you won't get distracted by sights and it will definitely give you a feeling of calm that's quite crisp it's not a foggy calm it's not a dull calm it's a crisp attentiveness now of course we have these, all our sense organs, our eyes, nose, lips, and the face, front of the body. So this is the area that gets all the attention. And we really identify with this particular configuration on the front of our head. Don't we? That's the one they take the photograph of. They don't take a photograph of your knees, or your elbows. <laughs> it's this thing, it's not up here, that's me. Oh, no. What's so special about this? <laughs> I think my knees are a lot better than this, actually. <laughs> in pretty good shape. But uh, so, because of that habitual sense, everything going forward, we want to actually draw our awareness back to to being aware of the back of the head. Yeah. 
So instead of peering forward, you bring your head back. And relax all this. Just like it's a cloth. Just imagine like a cloth rag hanging off over your skull. So it's that, and it's very important to because all this carry all this, so many muscles in all this, so many muscles in all this area. I don't know how many, but there's a lot of muscles that are constantly expressing, acting, focusing. You know, and every time the muscles are moving, there's energy and nervous energy running around. Yeah. So when muscles are active. They carry energy, and they're often on a kind of ready to do something. So you want to get as many muscles to relax as possible, and these are very crucial because, as we know, this face thing carries very much our emotions. So we feel angry, we feel frightened, we feel happy. It's all this. Those emotions immediately go up to this and get those muscles moving. Right? So now if you can get these to relax, then it actually affects your emotions. They haven't quite got quite so much power because you're switching this off. Feeling sort of negative mood. So it really helps, again, for people in the working world. The primary, a lot of a lot of energy comes around the eyes because we're looking at things and we're studying things and we're looking at screens and we're looking at engines and we're looking at people and we're looking at what the science says. So it's all up here. It's very a lot of tightness and tension around the eyes. And we think a lot, and this generally you think a lot, you get a lot of energy and tension up here, this band across your forehead and your temples. So we, we try and concentrate, not your head, don't you? Not your forehead. <laughs> this is not samadhi, this is headache. <laughs> so that's not what we mean by samadhi, that's what we mean by tension. And so it's coming up, and they're beginning to consciously focus on the. As if you're gently brushing from the middle of the forehead across the air, and relaxing. It's like bathing it with oil, softening it, massaging it, so relax. And then go around the eyes with your with your awareness. So you can, of course, even. If you like to, sometimes just even give yourself a massage around your eyes. So to get those things to feel relaxed. You can focus around the eye sockets, the bones, and push around there just to help. Up across the top of your head, across the top of the temples again, can help to release a bit of head tension. So, of course, the jaw, when we get determined, the jaw locks up. We talk a lot, tongue gets very active, throat tightens up. 
you know, one of the benefits for you, you're not talking, I go to all this talking, is you can let this voice box uh, uh, and let, let the mouth relax. Uh, uh, and let yourself get stupider and stupider as you do so. Just imagine you turning into like a bear or something. You don't have to think anything. And so this sense of it wants an emotional encouragement just to release some of this nervous energy we have. So relaxing in the around the jaw, the eyes, and inside the mouth. I open the throat as if you're sighing. Nice, complete breath out. Then wait. Let the belly start to pull and pull air in through the nostrils. Come down like a thread, going from the outside, up the nose, down the bridge of the nose, down the throat. You're pulling a thread in. And then softly releasing it. And the rhythm of breathing, that is your most important reference to time. Now we've used to be used to time being these numbers or hands on the clock. We use that's what we call time, is this stuff. That's mad. This thing could say anything, any number. It's not natural. It's no, it's no natural. It's not an organic thing. It's not a natural thing. It doesn't feel alive. It doesn't breathe. Yeah. And we start to operate in accordance with these things. And you become like a machine. Yeah. It's six o'clock, it's five o'clock, it's ten past, it's twenty past. You know, you look at an animal wouldn't do that. You know, and remember, this body is a natural thing, so you want to cultivate mindfulness of breathing, which is the main theme of Buddhist meditation. You're going to let the breath return to its natural state. And in a natural state, and use that to set reset your idea of time. Like, okay. When I stand up, I breathe out, I wait for the in breath, I start to move. Get to my feet, stand up, I breathe out. I feel steady. I notice I feel steady. I wait till I feel steady. Breath comes in, I start to move. And so we're using the breath as an inner guide to our movements. Connect your breathing to your movement. 
doesn't mean you've got to uh, you know, just give the flow of it in the sense that when you breathe out it relaxes, it settles everything when you want to do something take a breath in, let the breath come in okay, here we go you do walking meditation, you start like that breathe in, okay walking let the breath become natural if you use that internal quality listening to the rhythm of your breathing as you move around and this way the body comes into harmony because instead of being directed by external things like you know numbers or ideas in our brains or thoughts we're directed by this natural process of breathing in and out and the quality of the energy that goes with that and you notice with breathing in and out as it becomes more settled there's a pause when you breathe out let it go oh, it's a few seconds before the breath comes in comes in again is that correct? Or is it that you it doesn't happen? Some people are quite a lot of energy or faster, but as you become the idea is as you get calmer, breathing out, there's pauses between the out breath and the in breath. What happens in that pause? Everything's resting. Try not to breathe in. And this is a training also to not rush to the next thing. To wait, this is finished, the bell is rung, listen to the sound of the bell disappearing. There's a pause. Now it's gone. Okay, now we start. Training oneself like this, it means this is that you work in that way so that you're beginning to establish. Our quality of calming just by being in tune with the rhythm of nature, which is this breathing out, a pausing, and breathing in, it slows down, comes to a stop, and then it breathes out. And then it's rhythmic. And that rhythmic quality is very can be very satisfying to be that simple, operate that way. Now, you know, bear that in mind. Notice how we live. We rush to the next thing before we've even finished this thing. We're already halfway through the next thing. Before we've finished what we're saying, we're already planning the next thing. Before we've left the garden, we're always planning what we're going to eat. Before we've got a meditation, or we're already getting up to the dormitory. You know? Already worrying, how is this going to go on for before we finish? So, it was moving, your mind is moving ahead and you keep pulling it back. That's meditation. There's that sense of mindfulness, it's the sense of no, back, no, back, no, back, sit, training it, back, wait, not now, no, no, and moderating. And using breathing to moderate 
movement of the mind, movement of the body. So it's really worthwhile to set up a proper frame, bodily frame, to breathe with, because it's a new main guide in many respects to uh, calm and completion. Finish something fully. When you've finished doing your chore, put things down, notice you've finished. Stop. Just 10 seconds and stop. Notice you've finished. That's been done. Done. Now it's empty. Now there's nothing. So you, you use this just to break the rush of the mind. I'll finish the chore and it's going to just finish the chore and get to the point where you stop and stop and you've done it. And let yourself just rest for a moment. This is like 10 seconds, 20 seconds. Okay, now, now what's good? What's, what's useful now? Stand here for a while and come out. Ah, breathing in, breathing out. Okay. Move on. You train yourself like this. To, to break the rushing on of the mind. And then, just you doing this steadily and you keep referring back to your body, your breathing, you're going to find big changes, you know, shifts. You know? and remember not to try to, to breathe with your mind. So if you've got an idea of being mindful of breathing, if you're really mindful of every breath, you'll be mindful of the in-breath, you'll be mindful of the out-breath, you'll be mindful of breathing in through your nose, you'll be mindful of breathing out through your nose, you'll be mindful of the long breath, mindful of the short breath. Mindful of calming the breath, you're really going to get this mindfulness of breathing going. And you're just going to focus on it more closely, where you should focus on it so you can get the mindfulness of breathing right. Oh dear. You're getting the mind to govern the breath. You want to get the breath to govern the mind. Okay, the other way around, you're going to be in trouble. Because the mind is conditioned by work, driven work. It's important, it's necessary, you must achieve something with this, you're going to go to work. And with work, every second counts with work. The faster, the better. Hurry up, don't be lazy, get going, get get those results, get another in-breath, get another out-breath. Get in the samadhi as quick as you can, off to work you go. Well, you know, imposing that on your body. Just feel the, the stress in that. Yeah. Really, you want to just step back and let your body tell you how it breathes and feel how it breathes. Don't just get that first of all. Be content with it. 
it will work itself out. Sometimes it's this way, sometimes it's that way. Just be content to feel one out breath and wait for the in breath. And get your body framed to be held in the correct way so that you can allow that to happen and you feel it fully. You feel it in your belly, you feel it in your chest, you feel it in your skin, you feel it in your face. You feel the quality of the energy rising through your skin and your eyes. And you feel as you're breathing out everything in your skin, your eyes, your brain, your chest is relaxing and empty. And there's no hurry. Establish that. So, frame of reference is the body, mindfulness of the body. So we have to know what it is, feel what it is, set it up properly. Buddha said, when you practice mindfulness of breathing, it's as if you're sitting at the root of a tree, spine erect. So you. So that's a very helpful image because the root of the tree gives you shade, sitting somewhere cool, spacious, sheltered, safe. Nobody's bothering me. Nobody's telling me to hurry up. Sitting under a tree, cool, spacious, shady, and you feel this magnificent creature rooted in the earth, rising behind you, and your back becomes like a tree. Yeah. And your body opens like the canopy of a tree. And your breath flows like the water flows up the tree, drinking it in. Natural. And that has beauty to it. It's worth cultivating. And uh, just to bear in mind, you know, particularly if you're relatively new to this or you're not used to sitting for long periods, you're going to have to move. Yeah. You're going to have to wriggle a little bit. Yeah. Your shoulders might be tense at times. Your legs might hurt. There's no point just, you know, bearing with pain all the time. You're just going to get. So the whole point, the meditation just becomes an endurance test, even if you can do it. That's not what it's about. It's going to take time, if you're not used to sitting like this, it's going to take time for your muscles to soften you. So you just be patient, quietly move, shift, start again. So we keep coming back in this very patient, caring way looking after the body like we're looking after a creature that we respect the living creature that we respect creature that has its vitality in life that we can learn something from what life is what vitality is what it is to be present
Let's take a little few moments break, pause, and uh, I'd like to suggest you stand up, take your time, stand up, feel your feet fully on the ground, I'll go into standing more detail perhaps tomorrow, but I don't want to go into a lot more adding a lot more things tonight and just for this particular session I'm going to stay sitting so I can stay with this microphone but please if you can find yourself standing and you could feel a little unsteady when you stand up so wriggle your toes, come onto your feet uh, make sure your feet are really there lift yourself by lifting on your toes Stretch yourselves, your feet, bend your knees a little. Yeah. Feel your legs. You're asking your legs to carry you. The best way the legs carry you is if both the thighs and the calves, all the muscles of the legs are active. This means it helps if your knees are slightly bent, because then the muscles aren't stretched tight. And if they're looser, they're more potential. Legs are straight and tight, and the muscles are locked. So keep your knees bent, and uh, just try to draw your arms slightly away from the sides of your body. A little bit of space as you stand. Keep your eyes open. If you could feel disoriented, keep your eyes open. You can relax your shoulders, your arms slightly away from the sides of your body, hands relaxed, knees slightly bent, knees. And can you also relax in your belly? Standing. Take a few moments. Feeling the entire length of your body from the soles of your feet, not every little detail, but the basic form, like a long form, soles of the feet up to the top of your head. So that's this, the line, the central line, the soles of your feet up to your head. Can you feel all that? Is it all there? Remember spine. So the upright axis, the upright direction. The other thing when you get steady in that, also be aware of this in front of your chest, notice the space, nothing there. Nothing no obstructions, no intrusion. Let the front of your body open up. Just if you're in a very comfortable space. Front of your body, no, nothing's going to jump in there. You don't have to defend it. You don't have to shield it. Let your chest open up. Feel a sense of space around you is completely safe comfortable 
free. No pressure, nobody pushing, nothing coming at you. In front of me is spacious, behind me is spacious. Above my head, all the space above my head, nothing pushing me down. Beneath my feet, strong earth holding me. Standing like a tree. You wear your shoulders, imagine you might be healthy, imagine you've got like a you're shrugging a coat off your back. Let your shoulders roll back a little bit. You're shrugging off a coat, something like that. Let your shoulders roll back. Feel free. Open your throat. So the upright axis, the pressure in your feet. So letting the weight of your body come down to your feet. Let's see if there's anything in your belly or your backside, or your shoulders that's tightened. Could it possibly relax to allow your legs and feet to carry you? Can your jaw relax? Shoulders, fingers. So just leaving the feet and the legs to carry you. Keep your eyes open. That's the upright. Space around you, completely free and safe. Breathing in, breathing out. So when you've established the upright, more attention to the skin. If your skin is sensitive to the warmth or the breezes in the room, sensing the space, backs of your hands, face, coming up to the boundary of the body.
to a really lovely opportunity when if there's no cars, motorbikes, scooters honking, lights flashing, people rushing past you, people shouting at you, just all calm around you, the atmosphere. How precious it is that you feel your body can relax and open up. So the next time you're breathing in, as you come to your in-breath, then you're making this determination, okay, it's time to sit down. Bring that thought into your mind, don't do anything. Breathe in, time to sit down, breathe out. Breathe in, next breath, okay, let's go. Move the muscles, start bringing yourself down to the ground. So back to your sitting position. Again, with those uh, triggers, just like the bell, you know, bell rings, you don't jump. Bell rings, you listen. Breathe in, you breathe out. Same time. You think the thought's time to sit down, don't sit down means getting ready to. Okay, next time breathe in, breathe out, bringing your body down to the ground. So you begin to unhook this jumpy reflex. The signal means hear the signal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, jump. So it's putting these brakes in into your neural circuits, into your nervous system, has definitely an effect, something to cultivate. Now I won't really keep you any any longer uh, this evening. Uh, by all means, you can stay here and continue your practice, or go walk, or go back to your resting place, lie down as you like. Um, but do remember, this is something perhaps with instruction, in your sharing space where we'll be sharing all with other people. This is just how important it is to have a feeling of space around you and nobody's pushing. Yeah. And we try to keep the energy in, the, in this room pretty spacious. So when we, so when we're moving out, okay. So perhaps if the monks and nuns go first, so people feel that they're showing respect and then showing respect to each other, don't give the feeling you're pushing up against somebody. It's taking your time, there's no hurry. Uh-huh. 
finding where you put yourself. Develop a skill, cultivating around how to leave a room, how to enter a room, recognize that you know we have these forms and naturally we are we move past each other, we see each other, and there's a particular impression that arises. Could that impression be one that's quiet, calm? If you have to move close to somebody, then don't your gesture of respect. It's just if you have to move close in front of someone, soften your body, as if you're aware of their presence. Are you aware that you are an impingement on their consciousness? So, you sense of respect, just soften your body a little as you move past. Yeah. It does mean something, it's very helpful. This is the way we befriend each other. And I'm aware that moving past you, I respect your space and I walk quietly. And I may be soft in my body as I walk past. Sharing a dormitory, sharing a room. Remember, you know, if you have to get up in the night, try to get up quietly. I've shared lodgings myself with other monks. You can get to the skill where you learn how, to, in the middle of the night, how to just put a torch, flashlight in your hand, and you switch it on while your hand closed. You just open the fingers just enough to let a tiny thread move through, just enough to see, so you don't want to wake anybody up. This is what living with respect is like. There's enough light to see, carefully walking, quietly. And the more that we cultivate that, everybody's nerves start to soften and quiet down. Yeah. And when your nervous system quiets down, it becomes more sensitive. And that's where calm comes from. You're sensitive to quietness. Sensitive to spaciousness. This is where calm comes in. And you have to be sensitive to it. So if we are sensitive to each other's presence and we're indicating that everybody becomes more sensitive, more attentive to space and we live very harmoniously. You can have 50, 60 people, nobody's defending themselves, holding onto their cushion, feeling pressurised by other people. So these are things to cultivate. And tomorrow we're looking at uh, the walking meditation. And remember when you take a little while to find a place to walk, somebody's got their walking path, then let them have their walking path. Don't walk across their path. <laughs> or walk close to them. Give them some space. It does. All these things do help uh, uh, to eliminate these causes of unnecessary stress and tension. So I wish you good night and hope you rest peacefully. Resting is also an important practice.